0: Listening to Orange County's only station with critical business information, Critical Mass, with your host Rick Franzi. Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass, coast to coast. I am your host, Rick Franzi. This business talk show airs live on Thursdays at 3 p.m. heard exclusively here on Internet Radio Station OC talkradio.net if you're listening to this show in the future as a podcast we encourage you to consider to listen to the program live during our broadcast time critical mass coast to coast is brought to you through a partnership of critical mass for business with executive forums business owners and select markets across the united states executive forums is an international organization committed to helping members take their businesses to the next level. This show is brought to you by our commercial sponsors Succession Strategies, Commerce National Bank, Smart Business Magazine, and SmartStop Self Storage. The goal for this show is to help you, our listening audience, make better business decisions. We have a featured guest today on the program Coast to Coast and it's great pleasure to bring all the way from the East Coast and Teresa, I want to make sure that I pronounce your last name correctly. Is it Regley? You got it. Perfect. Teresa Regley, who is Principal and Managing Director of The Real Story Group. Teresa, welcome to the program. Thanks. It's great to be here. Tell us a little bit about The Real Story Group. What an interesting name for a business.
1: Thank you. Well, we like to think so. Uh, It's definitely worked out for us. Uh, The Real Story Group, we basically do uh, two things, two-pronged business. Uh, First thing we do is we we do market research about uh, content technologies. So any software that manages information uh, for businesses, we look at the software, we do market research around the software market, and we interview uh, companies, essentially, that are using the software, and we understand how they're using it, and then we rate the products against each other. So it's a similar approach to consumer reports, but for very expensive software products. And we sell that research online. And then the second part of our business is uh, consulting around product selection. So if somebody needs to... Select and use uh, one of these content technologies in their business. We help them figure out which one is most appropriate for their uh, needs and their budget. Okay, that's that, pretty much what we do.
0: Okay, that sounds a little bit confusing, and so, I, <laughs> but I know you understand it well, and that's why you have such a successful company. So tell me, who would use the type of content technologies that you are rating?
1: Uh, well, just about any sort of organization, to be frank. Uh, we work with everybody from small. Uh, law firms that have a lot of documents that they need to manage electronically, maybe for many, many years they've had them in file cabinets and they need to make them digital and be able to search them and and move them around in some way in an organization, uh, all the way up to a very, very large company. So uh, just this week, for example, I was meeting with Procter & Gamble, who obviously have a lot of information across so many different prongs of the organization on a complete global level so they have everything to manage from documents to images to brand information to product information etc so really it can be any sort of organization uh that needs to buy this sort of technology so they're really coming to us to understand what is the technology they need from someone who isn't selling the technology so it's really acting as an advocate for them so that they understand what exactly they, they need to buy and then have someone help them buy it.
0: Well, this must be an exploding field because the the amount of information and data that's being created now within companies is just exploding. So, uh, Exactly. So, so how did you decide to... S- were you the founder of your firm? Were you a co-founder?
1: No, actually, my business partner was the founder. Uh, his name's Tony Byrne. It was completely his idea, so I credit him with it. And uh, he called me up and and said, uh, "How would you like to join up with me?" So it's it's uh, it was completely his idea, but I could I could tell you how he how we did come up with it. I could definitely share that.
0: That would be great. Thank you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, he was an implementer of these technologies, as was I, and that was that was how we met each other. Actually, so. Uh, we were both working for uh, what's called a systems integration firm, uh, the type of company that essentially installs these sorts of technologies for companies. This was, uh, this was in the late 90s, and we met each other uh, probably about 2002, 2003. And we were both implementing these technologies, and we were really frustrated uh, with, with generally how much they cost and how poorly they often worked. Uh, and the fact that the companies that we were working with, uh, we're spending a lot of money on these technologies without necessarily understanding what they were good for uh, and what they weren't so good for. And a lot of times people would spend a lot of money on technologies thinking it was a panacea, and they would dump a lot of money into some kind of software project and it wouldn't necessarily solve their problems. So Tony, uh, he had the idea and he said, well, we really need a, a firm out there uh, that will act as an advocate for uh, the buyers of these technologies to really help them understand what these technologies are really good for versus not so good for, uh, and, and to help them buy the right technology for um, their budget. That was really why he he, uh, he started the firm, and uh, that's what we've continued to do. This was actually 11 years ago that he started the firm. So,
0: This is a unique business model. I mean, I know that mm-hmm. other agencies and organizations rate, but I think what a – What a great opportunity. We're always looking for teachable moments, learning moments Mm -hmm. here on Critical Mass Coast to Coast. And Teresa, you've given us one in the first few minutes of the show. For other entrepreneurs that are listening to the program, find a place where there's complexity and risk in the decision, and maybe you can create a business around helping the decision makers reduce the risk, which is what I think I hear part of your value proposition being. That's
1: it. You've definitely got it, and that is one of our core value propositions. It's really uh the, the depth of information that you're going to get about the technologies, and it's—we we often say it's like an insurance policy uh, because a lot of these technologies they cost one to two million dollars a pop, uh, and many times it's—it's it's almost like imagine, imagine uh, somebody who has no idea how to cook buying a stove or, or having to uh, fill up a kitchen with all the equipment that you need for cooking, and yet they've never cooked before. So it, it's a similar situation with some of these technologies. Companies need to buy something to manage their information. They need to buy some sort of software to help them search for their information, to be able to find that one document that is among millions of documents in a large company, and yet they don't necessarily understand what to buy, and they don't necessarily understand how that works. So that's why we're there. Uh, and because we're not selling that technology, we're, we're, we're not in a situation where we're, we're forced to push something uh, on people. We're really there to um, to make sure they're making the best the best
0: choice for them so let's talk a little bit about your leadership style you're the principal mm-hmm. and managing director of yes. your firm the real story yep. group and we like to ask our guests here on critical Bass coast to coast can you share with us your kind of overarching belief system in other words the term we use on the radio program here is your guiding principle
1: sure sure uh, it's, a, it's a pretty tough question i'm a uh, I like to say my guiding principle is uh, is that I'm a straight shooter uh, and that I'm, I'm a no BS kind of person. Uh, I'm very straightforward. I don't sugarcoat anything. I just tell it like it is. Uh, and a lot of times our customers say that about the entire team at Real Story Group. We're, we're very straightforward people, uh, and we're going to tell you the absolute real story. That's 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 largely why the name of our company is what it is, uh, because we want to deal the straight dope on what – this technology is good at or what it's not good at. Uh, and that's really, I think that's just our guiding principle um, as a company, but but just how we try to service the industry as a whole. We want people to come to us and, and understand that they're going to get the real story about what's out there. And that's, that's something that was really um, our philosophy from the beginning.
0: All right. So I keep asking the uh, station owner to buy a gong so that I can have it here in the studio in Southern California because it, we just had another teachable moment, ladies and gentlemen, which is... Don't get too fancy with your name of your business. As an entrepreneur, sometimes it's very helpful to put the message about what you do, your value proposition, in your firm's name because it constantly reinforces it and makes it obvious. So uh, I think that's an, another great lesson that you've given us, Teresa. Boy, you're just you're on a roll here today. Thank you for that. I, pre- I appreciate you're it. Good. Let me ask you a little bit about a challenge. So I'm going to turn you in a little bit di- different direction now. We all have mm-hmm. challenges in our businesses. Is there a challenge that you and the partners are facing that you can share with us and as much share the challenge and maybe the thinking and the steps that you guys are taking to mitigate that challenge?
1: Sure. I, I, it, that's a tough question because, of course, in every business there's there's different sorts of challenges uh, every day, right? Um, and, and I think the, the one that probably comes to mind uh, is around sales, and I think everybody has. Everybody has sales challenges of one of one sort or another. Believe it or not, we we went many years without even having a salesperson, uh, let alone a sales team. We we were purely an e-commerce company uh, selling our research online, uh, without a salesperson. And so, uh, a few years ago, we finally brought a sales brought sales people on actually, uh, and of course, that did exponentially great things uh, for our business. And you start to think, okay, if this. This particular salesperson does say half a million dollars in sales. You think, well, maybe if I bring another salesperson on, then I'll have another half a million dollars in sales. And you start to you start to hope that uh, if if one person can do X, then then person two can do X as well. Um, and, and you start to quickly realize as as you grow um, a team. Um, in sales, but that's that's not necessarily the case. Um, right. And you can even say that on the production side if you're creating products. It right? doesn't mean if you if you necessarily double the amount of, of, of staff you have that you're going to be able to, to double the amount of production. Um, and, and I think in on the sales side, we feel this particularly acutely because, in fact, we are a very niche sort of company, um, and we do have a limited market because we're talking about very, very specific technologies. We're researching very specific technologies. And some companies aren't ready to buy those technologies yet, or there's companies that have already bought them. And so they might not need our research at that particular time, or they might not need our consulting services at that particular time. So we're constantly, and in particular right now, trying to figure out exactly what that right balance is. And also how do we adjust our product to the market to make sure that we are in fact researching and writing about the right technologies so that our salespeople can in fact continue to grow, uh, to grow their, their numbers and grow our numbers overall. I guess that's, that's, been the thing I've been
0: thinking about the most lately. I think right, and and thank you. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Teresa, but that that led me to the thought that you know the the good news is there's so much more information being created every day that managing it is a bigger and bigger challenge. The bad news is that that's a hurdle to understand how to position yourself in the most lucrative area where people will buy consulting services to make the right decision because they're being bombarded with so much information. And, and I would think that that is the downside or at least the opportunity that, to make a good quality decision but let's talk about the future teresa tell me mm-hmm. tell me about what your you know maybe three-year plan is for the company where do you see the real story group in a couple years when you're back on mm-hmm. critical mass coast to coast as a guest
1: well uh, there's there's a few things that um, that that Tony, the founder of the company, and I often often talk about. Uh, you know, we're constantly talking about what is the next technology that we need to become experts in. Um, and it, it's interesting because as in, in working in an industry that changes as rapidly as uh, as technology does, uh, we're, we're constantly going into new research areas, and we're constantly uh, either looking for or hiring experts in those particular areas so that we can, in fact, cover those in in the depth. Uh, that we that we want to and be able to sell the best research about that particular uh, about that particular market so I see us continuing to do that um, for us it's a model that's worked very well uh, in our first two to three years we just had one research area uh, mm-hmm. and now we have ten um, so that's that's been uh, uh, basically a, um, a graph that just keeps going up we add a different research area and uh, we grow our business based on that but we have to always be looking forward and say okay like, what what's you know, what's that next research area that we need to be ahead of the curve on, um, that we need to write the definitive research report on this market. Uh, so as we see it over, over time, we're, we're just looking forward on, on how can we continue to grow this? How can we, how can we understand what the next area is that we need to cover? Uh, and just keep essentially, we're replicating a model is what we're doing because right. uh, it's, it's basically 10 little microcosms essentially in terms of what we do uh, and, and, and just keep growing that into the, into the right, into the right spot. Um, we're also you – know, we continue to look more globally. We actually do have research buyers in, in over 60 countries, yeah. um, and our challenge with servicing them uh, is, is huge, as you can imagine. We, we have employees um, on three continents, but it's, it's a challenge for us uh, to think about how much more business we could be doing with those customers. Uh, if we could service them wherever they were and, and provide them um, more high-touch sort of uh, consulting services because a lot of times we're just on the phone with them and we're helping them out. Maybe they have questions about the research, uh, and, and we're thinking about how to how to expand um, in that in that direction so we can have more high-touch services around the
0: world. How exciting is that? I cannot wait to have you back on the program, and you'll be talking about your global infrastructure and footprint. If someone would like to learn more about the Real Story Group, How do they find you online?
1: Uh, Well, it's realstorygroup.com. It's a pretty straightforward URL, so you can find us there at realstorygroup.com. We're also uh, on Twitter, uh, at realstorygroup. We're on Facebook as well. You can find the realstorygroup, and um, we are constantly putting our um, blog posts up there, uh, we also speak at conferences all over um, constantly. Our analyst team are all very experienced uh, speakers as well as technology implementers um, from from around the world. So if you're at a technology conference, we're most commonly uh, west coast of the U.S., east coast of the U.S., uh, northern Europe, London very frequently. So um, if you look at a local technology conference, you might see us there as well.
0: Well, I want to thank you for being our guest today. Thanks for being a friend of the program. I want to thank Ken Wax of Renaissance Executive Forums for bringing you and your business to our attention here on Critical Mass Coast to Coast. Continued success, Teresa.
1: Thank you very much. I appreciate it. it have a pleasure. Day.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, that will do it for this episode of Critical Mass Coast to Coast. Until the next time we have a chance to talk, here's hoping that all of your decisions will move your business in a positive direction. You've been listening to Critical Mass Coast to Coast right here on octalkradio.net.